Welcome to the Mortcast. Before I get started on today's Mortcast, I'd like to talk to you about Blanchard Family Wines, located between 18th and 19th in Blake and Wazee, in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right in the middle of the dairy block. Um, restrictions are, I think, in Denver, uh, 50%, I think. Um, a lot of restaurants have applied for variances, who knows. Um, well, one of the great things about the Dairy Block is that there's extensive area that you can be outside um, and enjoy this magnificent weather we've been having. Um, it's going to be through the weekend, next four days, in the high 60s. Get out and enjoy yourself some Blanchard Family Wines. Um, if you go in, get yourself a bottle or uh, a glass of the 2017 Cabernet. Tell them Jeff Morton is a big fan of this when you go in from CSG Podcast. Um, or just get Pinot, because these are grapes from Sonoma County. Obviously, that's a specialty of California. But they don't even don't limit yourself to red wine. Get yourself some white, some blends. They even have wine cocktails. Um, so if you feel safe enough to go in at this point, um, then go in and go to their, uh, the dairy block and to Blanchard Family Wines and get yourself... Uh, a nice table and have a nice day out with some friends. Uh, if you're like me and you're not quite comfortable until you get uh, vaccinated, um, there's always going to bfwdinner.com and getting yourself uh, a bottle of the 2017 Cabernet or the, their Pinot selections or their Syrahs, uh, the things that are uh, available to you there, just go to bfwdinner.com and the list is right there. Um, they have partnerships with Western Slope uh, wineries called Restoration and Storm Cellars. Um, they have a lot of things that you can try. If you go to bfwdenver.com, you can also bfwdenver.com. Sorry, didn't mean to slur that. Um, they've got uh, virtual wine tastings, which are extremely popular. I've been talking about those for over a year. Um, those are very, very good, uh, very popular, and I think that uh, you would enjoy that if you're like me. And you just kind of have to wait to have that time going to the dairy block. Um, it's really, really my favorite place in Denver. Um, they offer delivery, they offer shipment, and they offer curbside pickup. If you just want to go order at bfwdenver.com and pick up your bottle. Um, once again, they're located between eight, uh, 18th and 19th in Blake and Wazee. I can't believe I forgot that. Beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right in the middle of the dairy block. Um, they are available at bfwdenver.com. They're on Facebook and Instagram at Blanchard Family Wines. When you go in or talk to them, tell them Jeff Morton from CSG Podcast sent you there. What is up, everybody? Thank you all for joining me on the latest Mortcast part of the CSG Network. I'm, of course, your host, Jeff Morton. Okay, we are at the All-Star break. Um, a month later than usual, obviously, due to the pandemic. Um, I'm not going to spend a lot of time rehashing everything that I have told you um, in these in these uh, recent podcasts. I'll be quite honest with you. Uh, you guys know my feelings on the Denver Nuggets. Uh, they come into uh, the break on a uh, four-game winning streak, four-game road winning streak, having beaten the likes of the Milwaukee Bucks on the second night of a back-to-back. Um, they beat the Oklahoma City Thunder... Uh, they beat the Chicago Bulls, and last night they beat the Indiana Pacers. Um, obviously, you could tell the Nuggets have figured some shit out. And I said, kind of teased this on Twitter. Um, 
it really began with their injuries, where the Nuggets once again were forced into something that uh, I don't believe. And you know, I get I get tagged as a Michael Malone hater, and I'm not. Um, I do think that his stubbornness needs to be put in check, and that's what I do. I I, I feel it's like I need to remind him that people see something that probably he sees, he just doesn't want to go there. Um, Michael Porter Jr. at the four spot has kind of opened up this offense and defense a bit to uh, different and greater possibilities. Uh, and the Nuggets are 5-1 and one with Michael Porter Jr. at the uh, four. That's pretty, pretty good. Um, and the offensive rating, I am told by people who pay attention to such things, has gone up significantly. Um, obviously, it's something the Nuggets have figured out. Jokic is having himself a whale of a season, and uh, an MVP-type season. And Jamal Murray is rounding into shape as to some, maybe not quite bubble Murray, but close. There are things that are shaping up. And quite frankly, I'm kind of disappointed that the All-Star break is hitting right now. Um, although last night you could tell, uh, last night as of this recording, I should say, you could tell that Jokic mentally was already in Atlanta <laughs> for the All-Star game. So uh, he wasn't quite there. Um, but the Nuggets still comfortably beat the uh, Indiana Pacers, um, shorthanded Indiana Pacers, and really kind of played a game that um, was en- uh, was kind of emblematic of the way they've been playing for the last several games, even not the uh, Washington game notwithstanding. Um if we think about it, the Nuggets should be uh, six and zero rather than five and one over the last six games. Um, they're playing a lot better. They've kind of figured this shit out, and I think that that part should encourage everyone who's looking at this season. Um, one of the things about the NBA, which is different from the NFL, uh, maybe more similar to baseball, is that. Even in baseball, you just kind of, when you get into the playoffs, you ride the hot pitcher. Um, if you have an ace or two, uh, you can really kind of win in the baseball playoffs. Um, in hockey, you ride the hot goalie. Um, and it's more about the bounce of the puck. In the NFL, it's kind of like you want to be playing your best as you get into the playoffs, and there you go. Um, it's kind of similar with basketball, but similar in, in playoffs are matchup based, really matchup based uh, in the NBA. And the Nuggets match up actually very well with a lot of different teams in the Western Conference. I have not been worried necessarily about their win loss record, where they land up. You know, I don't want them to put be put into a play in game situation. So if they stay at the sixth spot uh, and up, they'll be fine. Uh, ahead of them, you've got the uh, Portland Trailblazers, who have inexplicably been winning games. And you get the feeling that the the, the charade is going to be is going to be uh, taken down here soon for the Portland Trailblazers. No offense to the maybe like handful of Blazers fans who may listen to this podcast. Uh, you, there's a there's a level of unreality to what's been going on with the Blazers. Um, so, and you saw how the Nuggets handled them when they played last week. Um, it is what it is. Anyway, the, the Denver Nuggets have, uh, won four in a row heading into the, uh, back half of the year. Uh, 
And for the last 36 games, the Nuggets are going to need to um, kind of get right and continue to get right. And part of that getting right process is incorporating players who are injured now into their lineup. Um, and, and for a bit of a memory hole thing for people, um, last year the Nuggets were playing really well in January. In fact, that was Michael Porter Jr.'s best month by far of last year during his rookie year. And it, largely it was because he was just allowed to let it loose because they had so many players injured. Um, this year, the Nuggets have been missing Paul Millsap for a lot uh, for a long time. Uh, they've been missing uh, Gary Harris for an extended amount of time. In fact, uh, Gary came back for one game and said that I can't I can't continue. Uh, this has been a thing with Gary for you know six of his seven years in the league. Um, there is a there is a, a a a a thing on the horizon that is looming, which I think we all know and acknowledge. And Michael Malone's test for the rest of this year is being able to work in guys, particularly and in and in this case, it's Paul Millsap into the starting rotation. Um, or maybe not. Uh, what we have found out recently is that Michael Porter Jr. is better at the four. And that betterness, obviously small sample size, folks. Small sample size. It's only been five games, six games, excuse me. Um, but it has been revelatory. And it has kind of opened up the nuggets tremendously. We all know that Michael Malone would rather have Paul Millsap as his starting four. And where they come in is is going to be interesting. I, I, I'll say this about Millsap. Um, he's had moments this year, but it's been fewer and farther between. Um, the Nuggets are a different team with him in the lineup because they play differently with him in the lineup, and neither in a good or bad way. In fact, they just are a completely different team with Paul Millsap as their starting power forward. They play differently, um, neither in a good nor bad way. They just are a different team that plays a different way. Um, what has been, what will be the challenge is how Malone approaches this coming into the year. It, it is my view, and coming into when uh, Millsap comes back, it is my view that Paul Millsap is better as a backup center than he is a uh, starting power forward at this point. Um, there are nights where Millsap is not great to the point where um, his own offensive minus issues uh, drag the team down. There are nights when his defense is good enough and so good to where uh, they ride out his ability to guard someone. Um, I'll be honest with you. One of the reasons I think they won against Milwaukee this last time is that Millsap, for whatever he provided on in that first matchup, for whatever he provided on defense, his offense was not there. And they were playing essentially three on five. And the Bucks pulled away. With Porter as the starting four, 
and Will Barton as a starting three. It was a very good offensive lineup that was good enough defensively. And as much as uh, Porter was in foul trouble, um, that spacing out there and his ability, I think he played 20 minutes that night because of his foul trouble. Um, But the Nuggets were uh, significantly ahead, and they didn't need him to come back in, right? So it was a different thing. It was a different approach. And the Nuggets were allowed to play zone and different things, largely because of, you know, obviously who they had on the floor. And I think Millsap is, would be better as a bench center at this point. And I think and you hope that Michael Malone will go this way. Because if you put Porter at the three when Millsap comes back as a starting four, um, it is my view that things will bog down again. Because uh, Porter is just not quick enough to guard threes in this league. Not anymore. Or not not now. Uh, he is a... Uh, people, I mean, he's very smooth, but he's not fast. And a lot of these threes nowadays are, are both big and fast. Porter is a smooth four. Very smooth four. Then, okay, you, if you want to start Paul Millsap when he comes back, does that mean Will Barton starts at the three? And... Uh, when Gary Harris said, you go back to your traditional starting lineup, that's all well and good, and they definitely, Jokic and Murray have chemistry with that, but that kind of negates what you've been leading up to through this whole year. Uh, In this way, I got some sympathy uh, for the Denver Nuggets, and particularly Michael Malone, but trying to incorporate the injured players back in when it is acknowledged and you knew that this season was about Michael Porter Jr. And getting him to a right place. And what do you do? Do you put him back on the bench because you want to start a 36-year-old Paul Millsap at the four? Or do you put him Porter at the three and would bring Will Barton at the off the bench? Or do you put Porter at three and put Will, um, Gary Harris on the bench with uh, Barton starting? Um, these are the issues. And I don't envy Michael Malone. And this is what the second half of the year is going to be at. It's going to be about still keeping that upward trajectory while incorporating the players who have not been here. You hope, you hope that they won't be, they, they will not break stride. The concern I have is that it is, it is too many variables right now. And it's going to take them a while to get right if all these players are back in, unless the Nuggets make a trade and reduce some of this congestion. At this point, we don't know, and that's something to watch going forward because the trade deadline is not far away, so we'll see what the Nuggets do about that. All right, well, thank you all for joining me on the latest Morecast. Uh, I'm going to take the weekend off. Uh, I will have CSG Politics on Sunday, uh, but uh, not going to be recording until then, so I'm going to take a little break for the All-Star game. So, Anyway, thank you all for joining me on the latest Mortcast. I will be back with another episode really soon. Goodbye.